Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning to all of you online. My name is Amy, and I'm so happy to be here with you today. It's been a minute since I've been uh, able to come and share, and so I'm super excited to get to do that today. Uh, Something that recently happened, really, probably for many of us um, in the pandemic, was I found myself baking a lot. Okay, and so there was a stretch where I was pretty consistently making different types of breads or muffins or anything. So I love banana bread. And so I started making some banana bread one day and I had made it like a hundred times and, you know, put all the ingredients in and you know, when you're baking something and your house just begins to smell like the glory of the thing that you're baking and it's just so good. So the timer goes off, I go to get my banana bread out, you know, you see the steam. Now I know y'all are like, ooh, I want some banana bread right now and you should go get some. Uh, The steam's coming off and I'm sitting there, I'm waiting to get my butter ready because if you don't butter hot banana bread, you have not lived. Uh, so I'm sitting there and, and I get, I cut me a big piece of it and I put the bread, or the butter on it. I take a big bite of it. Hmm, something's not right. Something is not right with this bite of banana bread. And I think, well, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I'm tasting it wrong. So I go and I take another bite and it is not good. And so I start retracing my steps and I realize um, that I had forgot to put sugar in the bread. And I even make my bread, like bananas are sweet, right? But there's this little added sugar. It's like a quarter cup, if you will, of brown sugar that I forgot to put in my banana bread. And it made a really big difference. And, um, needless to say, nobody else, uh, took part of the banana bread. It was, it was a moment. But details are important when we're baking, right? Details are important when, when it comes to a recipe. And that was an important detail that I forgot. And today, what we're actually going to be talking about is the details of our life. Not just the details of a recipe, but God being in the details of our life today. I don't know about you, But there have been uh, for sure some moments in my own life where maybe God has felt distant or you wonder where, where are you in the picture of of what's going on right now, God? Maybe some of you uh, feel like maybe you're going through the motions spiritually and your relationship with God, your walk with God has been a little bit dull and, and even just that, you know, that, you know, we say he's the God of the details, but you just feel like you're going through the, through the mundane motions of, oh, yeah, I get up and I listen to, you know, maybe a worship song or I go to church um, on Sunday. You do these things, but you're not really experiencing this vibrant relationship with God. Or maybe you're just curious. Maybe um, maybe there are things that, that you uh, don't fully understand and things have been happening maybe in your life or you've had encounters in your life and and you wonder was that by chance was that possibly God I'm not sure well today we're going to learn that God is absolutely involved in the intimate details of our life we're going to learn that God doesn't mistakenly leave out the sugar okay in our lives no 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 God doesn't do that we are going to we're going to we're going to find some answers and we're going to learn that God has purpose for us so if you would go into your bibles turn to your bibles and go to acts chapter 8 
We're going to read just a little bit today. Uh, recently, um, over the recent weeks, we've been learning about God moving uh, in the multitudes and in the great uh, greater context of the church. And today, we're actually going to zoom in and see God work at work in the life of an individual for the sake of another individual. Okay, so before we jump into our text this morning, I just want you to take a deep breath. I know watching and being part of our services online, there are a lot of distractions that go on, but I'm, I'm going to challenge you in this moment and call you up and say, remove those distractions, get focused. Let's, let's ask the Holy Spirit to do something in us today. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just, um, Lord, we welcome you, Lord, into this space that we're in this morning. God, we thank you that you are bigger and you're greater than an in-person or an online experience. God, that you meet us exactly where we are. God, we thank you that you are involved in the intricate details of our life. And Holy Spirit, we just ask that you would, you would really move in us today. Would you open our eyes and our hearts, our ears, God, to hear, our eyes to see today? God, let your word move us. And let's walk this out in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to read for just a second. Okay. So this is a little story time with Amy. We're going to Acts chapter 8 and we're going to read verses 26 through 40. This is about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. Verse 26. Here we go. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way, he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of all the treasury of uh, Ethiopia. He worked for the queen of the Ethiopians, okay? This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah the prophet. Now, I do have to pause here because when I first read this, I thought of like, a chariot in battle, and I was like, how's this guy reading anything, writing, you know, uh, that's not, that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, Andy and I were laughing about this uh, as I was preparing this. This is like a, a larger cart, okay? He's riding in a cart. Someone's reading uh, the book of Isaiah, the scrolls of Isaiah. Verse 29, the spirit told Philip, go to that chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran up to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah, the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading? Philip asked. How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of the scripture the eunuch was reading. So this is what Philip heard being read. He was led like a sheep to the slaughter, and as a lamb before its shearer is silent, so he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, he was deprived of justice. Who can speak of his descendants? for his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is this prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with that very passage of scripture and he told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water and the eunuch said, look, here's water. What can stand in the way of me being baptized? And he gave the orders to stop the chariot then both Philip and the eunuch went down to the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went away rejoicing. 
The past few weeks, like I said earlier, we've seen God at work in the life of the church in, the, in, in larger multitudes, right? But today we're honing in on God moving through an individual. We talked about the sugar being left out of the recipe. The details are important. And it's important for us to understand and learn that God is in the details. So today I want to give you three ways to recognize that God is in the details of your life. And the first thing we're going to look at is that God orders your steps. Now, we just read about Philip and the eunuch, okay? To give you an idea of what's going on with Philip in this moment, Philip is experiencing incredible ministry. He's in full-time ministry, okay? And things are going really well. There's minute, there, there are people that are hearing the gospel, and they're responding to the gospel, and and and. Things are just going really well for him. But God sends an angel and he says, you need to leave here and I want you to go um, to this desert, on this road in the desert. Gives him no other explanation. He just says, go uh, to to this desert place. And oh, by the way, I want you to leave at this time. Okay, it was like in the heat of the day. Nobody travels, um, well, I wasn't there, but nobody traveled at that time on a desert road in the heat of the day. Why? Because it was hot. And he also told him specifically to take this road instead of that road. God clearly had something specific he wanted to do in the life of Philip and perhaps somebody else. So he had no idea what was going on, but he says yes. And then when we look at the eunuch, Okay, a a eunuch was someone who was a very high-ranking governing official, usually worked for royalty, and here we see in Scripture that he works for the Ethiopian queen, okay? So this man, he's extremely smart, and he has a lot of power, and um, he is on his way home from Jerusalem, just so happens to be the same road at the same time of day heading to Gaza. Now, This is not by chance. Uh, This isn't like an aligning of the stars, you know, and and here these two meet. No, God ordered Philip's steps because he knew this eunuch was going to be on this this journey at the same time on that same day. Now, I don't know about you, but I haven't had a moment necessarily traveling on a desert road where the Holy Spirit tells me to jog up next to a chariot and start talking to somebody. However, I do have moments, and and you may have experienced this before too, where God divinely ordains your steps. Uh, Here's what I mean. A few years ago, we were on a mission trip to an area in Mexico, and we had a connecting flight. We lived in, in Orlando at the time. Connecting flight to San Antonio and then to San Diego. So we get to San Antonio, get on our flight, and uh, there's a girl, I meet her, her name's Amanda. Um, for whatever reason, at first I didn't know why the airports were so crazy packed, but Comic-Con was happening in San Diego, and that was like a big deal. And so uh, she was on her way to Comic-Con, and we just started talking just about life and got to know her a little bit, didn't think anything of it. And, you know, I'm on my way to a mission trip, and I'm, like, praying for all these miraculous things to happen. My faith is, you know, so excited. And I meet her, and we have a conversation, and that was it. She went to probably meet people that were in Stargate, and I went to preach the gospel, okay? So a few days later, we get back to the airport, and we're getting on our plane, and we're heading back. And who is sitting at the gate? 
But the girl that sat next to me on the airplane on the way there, she had finished up. She had all her loot. You know, she had her bags with all of her souvenirs. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say, you get an opportunity here. Don't pass this up. So I went to this girl and I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're on the same flight. And I prayed that she didn't think I was weird or crazy. And thankfully she didn't. Um, But we sat next to each other again on our flight, uh, our connecting flight. I mean, that's also something that God ordained in the details was that we would fly to San Antonio before we would get to San Diego. She lives in San Antonio. So we exchange our information and we stay connected on Facebook. And a couple years later, uh, some friends of ours planted a church in San Antonio. And I got to tell her, hey, if you, I don't know if you go to church, but this is a great church. And I can honestly tell you, I don't know what the uh, trajectory for her faith has been. But here's what I do know. I was praying and asking God to use me and believing for God to do something I encountered this woman, not once, but twice, like totally what I considered random, but really ordained by God. And I believe that there, God did something in that relationship. And you may not have, we may not have an experience necessarily like Philip in this eunuch had where he sees like this full circle of faith come to pass for this man and ends up getting baptized. But God wants to do something with you. He, he orders your steps. And sometimes it's not just for you. It's generally for somebody else. Proverbs 16, 9 says, In their hearts human plan their cor- humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. God orders your steps. Secondly, this morning, my second point, God orders your steps. Yes, write that down again, <laughs> but add this to it. But you also need to say yes. You need to say yes to God. When God ordered Philip's steps to go to the desert road, he literally says, he sends an angel and he says, you need to go to Gaza. What does Philip do? He says, yes, he goes. And then the Holy Spirit says, you need to get closer to the chariot. And what does Philip do? He says, yes, okay, let's do this. And then he boldly starts shouting out like, hey, do you know what you're reading over there? And starts a conversation with this stranger he's never met in the middle of the desert. And yet God used it. How many times, you know, a lot of times we we read these stories in the Bible and we think, oh my gosh, these miracles are amazing. I can't even imagine what it would be like for God uh, to use me. For God, for God to actually do something crazy with my faith or, or have an interaction with someone that needs Jesus at the right place at the right time. And I'm here to tell you that it is absolutely possible. It is absolutely possible for that to happen. Don't underestimate the power of saying yes to God. Sometimes that looks like, again, we... We're, I don't go on a mission trip every year. I haven't gone on a mission trip in a really long time. But I ask God to use me in that moment. But do you know where else God has used me very strategically? Costco. You know where else he's used me? In the parking lot of another store. Because my heart is, Lord, how do you want to use me today? Don't underestimate saying yes. And I'll I'll be the first to tell you, I don't always say yes. I get afraid or uncomfortable or, you know, I really don't feel like people today. 
God. I don't, I don't want to, I, I don't want this. Use somebody else. God will use you, but you have to say yes. What does that look like for you? When you wake up in the morning, ask God, Lord, who do you want me to meet today? Or maybe it's someone that you've known for some time, but after months of a relationship, they begin to say, where, where do you go to church again? And you know, why do you do that? Or maybe they see how you parent your kids and they're curious about it. Don't underestimate the power of saying yes to God. God orders your steps, but you have to be willing to say yes. And the last point this morning is God knows your needs. God knows your needs. Let's focus on the eunuch for just a moment because we've heard a lot about Philip. We know that his beliefs and his faith is rooted in Christ, but the eunuch here, he's, he's not, but he's searching, he's curious. And how do we, how do we know this? Well, you wouldn't be curious if you didn't have somebody sitting there reading the Bible out loud to you, okay? He's searching. He invested money in purchasing this scroll of Isaiah, and he's, he's searching. He's wondering, who, who is this God? And Philip, divinely uh, ordered, you know, to come jogging right up to it, says, hey, do you know what you're reading? And what is his response? How do, how will I? if nobody explains it to me. And I love this. Um, this makes me think, okay, so recently I was with my niece over a holiday weekend and, um, you know, just doing family stuff. And I was on Instagram and I'm not a TikToker, but I was on Instagram and I was watching reels and I saw this really cool dance that I think originated on TikTok. Either way, I've never done one of these things. But I thought this dance was so good that I grabbed my niece and I was like, you have to do this with me. We have to learn how to do this. So we're literally like, you know, we're holding, I'm holding the phone and I'm like, okay, left arm, right foot out. Okay, bend, turn, you know, and I'm pausing it frame by frame by frame to get it. And we got like the first half of it because it was super slow. And then when it got to the fast part, which is the coolest looking part, we could not get this dance down. I could not figure it out. And, and I'm literally like, how do they move their legs like that? We tried and we tried. Finally, we had to give in and um, suck up our pride and Google how to do these dance steps. But what were we doing? We were searching. We didn't know how to do it until we found someone that would ab like explain to me, how do you get your legs to bend and move this way? And in the same way, obviously, the eunuch isn't learning a TikTok dance. He's trying to understand and learn something that's even more important, right? He's trying to understand what the word means. He even says, what does it mean? Who is he referring to in this moment? I love that God had Philip meet him exactly where he was, exactly when he needed it. We don't even know. I mean, we don't even know the people that were involved in the eunuch's life that maybe shared their faith with him earlier on. It could have been one two, three, four. I mean, it could have been six or seven people in the course of his life that had begun talking about their faith in Jesus and, and who the Messiah is, right? But he wasn't there yet, but he was curious. And God used Philip. He had Philip leave something that was kind of puzzling. He didn't understand, you know, I would have not understood why God was asking me to leave something that was working, right? To go into a desert 
on a random road at a random time, but he did it. Philip did it. And because he did it, he met a man at the same time, at the same place, in that same moment, who was in need of learning about Jesus. And Philip goes on to share share the good news with him. He explains the scripture that he's reading and he's, he's teaching him about Jesus and, and Jesus being the ultimate sacrifice for us. Matthew even reminds us, the book of Matthew reminds us that if God, if God will feed the birds of the air and he'll take care of the flowers in the valley, the wildflowers in the valley, how much more will he care for you? God cared for the eunuch so much He cared for the faith that he was searching for so much that he took a person from one part of the country to meet him on a desert road to explain who he was. And what do we see happen? What do we see happen in the eunuch? His knowledge goes from here to here. He has a, his, his mind knows who God is, but his heart is transformed. He finds a body of water and he says, there's nothing in my way now baptize me. You never know what saying yes to God will turn into for somebody else. A lot of times we're, you know, if you're like Philip, well, Philip was super bold, but if you're like me and you're intimidated by saying yes to the Holy Spirit and what God is asking you to do, we think, what are they going to think of me? But really our heart should be, God, You know, what does that person need? Let my obedience meet that need in their faith walk right now. Maybe they don't know who you are. Maybe they just, maybe they're, they're, they're having a really awful day and my being kind to them and buying them their coffee, you know, is, is what's going to meet that need and tell them about you, get them closer to knowing you. God is at work. He knows your needs. At the end of the day, the most powerful and important thing here is Philip gets to share who Jesus is. And if you're like the eunuch this morning, and maybe you've been searching, remember at the beginning when we were talking about just God feeling distant, or maybe your faith in God has been kind of dormant, or maybe you're just searching and you don't even know who God is, but you need some, you need some answers and you need God to be real. That's what happened in this moment for the eunuch. Philip explains What we're reading about in the book of Isaiah is the foretelling of Jesus. Jesus was sent. God sent his only son, Jesus, to die for you and for me, to live a a perfect life that we could never live and to die a death that we could never die. When I explain the gospel to my kids, it's helpful for me to try to explain to them the weight that Jesus felt when he was on the cross or even when he was carrying the cross. You know, when we read the gospel and we see Jesus uh, carrying the cross, that was extremely heavy. But the weight that he took on the cross was much greater. I, I tell my kids that it's, think of if you were laying on the floor and just the stack of elephants were sitting on top of you and it felt like, I mean, you would get crushed, right? I was like, that's the weight that Jesus took And he didn't just do it for, you know, the six of us. He did it for all of humanity. And Philip gets this moment with the eunuch to to share this news with him. And that, that transformation happens in the eunuch's heart. 
I want you to imagine this morning what it would look like if we followed the leading of the Holy Spirit. If you have your faith in Jesus and, 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 and you're, you're following him, imagine what it would look like if you said yes to God when he asked you to do something. I love that God doesn't need me to fulfill his work on this earth, but he, he uses me when I say yes. What a privilege and a joy to get to be part of someone else's faith. The most impactful thing that we can do as a church is listen and say yes to the Holy Spirit. This morning, if you relate to the if you relate to Philip, say yes to the Holy Spirit and let God order your steps like never before. Walk to aisle three instead of aisle four when you feel that nudge. Talk to the person that works next to you every single day or on Zoom, wherever your workplace is. Follow the Holy Spirit. Say yes. And if you're like the eunuch today and you're searching and you're curious or maybe you're sitting here because your parents are making you listen to this, I promise you this, that if If you just ask God to meet you, he will absolutely make it happen. If he can do it on a desert road, he can do it in the middle of Georgia or wherever you're watching from today. He can do it. It's absolutely possible. I'll finish with this. Charles Spurgeon says, In every church where there is the power of the Spirit of God, the Lord will cause it to be spread abroad. He never means that a church should be like a nut shut up in a shell, nor like ointment enclosed in a box. The precious perfume of the gospel must be poured forth to sweeten the air. We have the precious perfume of the gospel. Don't hold it in. Say yes to God. Wake up and ask him to use you today. Let him use you this week. He wants to. It's not him not using us. It's us saying no to him. Let's say yes this week. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just ask um, in this moment, Lord, there are are so many of us uh, watching online today, God, all from different backgrounds and situations in, in life. But God, you know exactly where we are. God, you know where all of us are in relationship to you or lack thereof. And so, God, we're asking you in this moment that you would, you would meet everyone exactly where we are today. God, I pray for the faith and the boldness to walk this uh, journey out like Philip did, to say yes to you without hesitation. And God, we pray, uh, I pray with my friends who, who are participating right now, Lord, who haven't met you yet but are still searching. God, would you meet them where they are? Make, your, make yourself real and known to them today. Lord, let us say yes to you and have the courage to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Such a fun time being with you this morning. Thank you so much for uh, having me. And I will let you all know that um, I hope to make some better banana bread uh, here in the near future. I have some ripe bananas right now. So let's all just pray that I don't forget to add the sugar And um, you guys just have a great week. I'll see you next time.